Radio. Welcome into the House of L podcast. We are brought to you by Aurelio's Pizza. Yeah! Make it part of your plan this week. Commit to getting some great pizza. Aureliospizza.com. Find a location near you. And then go get some pizza. It's delicious. It's the sauce that helps to make it so dang delicious. We thank them for their role in keeping House of Ella afloat. Which is why you need to support them. I ran across a story last week that I wanted to talk a little bit about. And it's a player that I, this is my fault. This is on me. Like so much stuff has been going on over the last few months that I haven't, I haven't done a good enough job of getting out to places. I I like to show my face. I am someone who believes that you don't throw a stone and hide your hand. Meaning if I say some crazy stuff on the air, Actually, the stuff that I say on the air is not that crazy, but sometimes people get upset when you say things. It happens quite a bit. And they want to they have speaks with you. They want to talk to you about stuff you said. Sometimes it's just they didn't appreciate the tone. Sometimes it's you were completely wrong about blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And you need to give people space to do that. You also need to uh, give space to to yourself to be able to confront people that need to be confronted occasionally. And so I like to do that. This is not one of those things where this isn't a confrontation. This is just a guy that I think is really cool and interesting that I haven't gone and met yet. I haven't gone over to Wrigley to meet Marcus Stroman. Now, part of that is he's had a couple injuries here and there too, but I haven't gone over and introduced myself and I feel like he and I would get along. I don't know if we would, but I feel like we would. And I also think that he's just an interesting dude. And I ran across this story about him last week, about the World Baseball Classic. I was reading Maddie Lee. And she, she wrote about it. Actually, a lot of people wrote about it. Maddie, Megan, uh, Montemoro, she wrote about it as well. I feel like I saw it in a couple other places, but... I, I'm a big fan of the World Baseball Classic. I like it. I like that there's so much pride that goes into it. I actually own a Team USA cap. And I was watching. I, was in, I can tell you where I was. I was in a bar. An outside bar. Watching the World Baseball Classic. Win the USA won. And I have, like, my Team USA cap is pretty spectacular. And this year, or next year, is going to be, I think, a lot of fun. They're going to play, what are they, they playing in Tokyo? Sorry, it's Tokyo. They're going to play in Arizona. They're going to play in Miami. There's a couple other places. They're going to play in Panama this, this time around. And it's cool. You've got Canada and Mexico, Venezuela, the DR, Israel, Japan, the United States, 
Great Britain, you've, you've got this, this incredible tournament of teams. And Marcus Stroman, who was the MVP, right? The MVP for Team USA in 2019 is going to play for Team Puerto Rico in 2023. And hearing him, or reading him, I didn't hear him, but reading him discuss the grind of making that choice was fascinating to me. You know that I always, I, well, maybe you don't, but if you're new to the podcast, I talk about the black diaspora quite a bit. I get frustrated when I hear people talk about baseball in terms of there are not enough black people playing baseball. You're wrong. There's tons of black people that are playing baseball. There aren't a ton of black Americans playing baseball. But the entire black diaspora is out here. If you look at the White Sox as a team, you can see it. If you look at the Cubs as a team, you can see it. So people are out here. And black people are out here playing baseball. Marcus is black and Puerto Rican. His mom is Puerto Rican. And he struggled with what team he was going to play on. This could also get into a a much larger discussion about Puerto Rico and the state of Puerto Rico, I mean that both figuratively and literally. There are some people in Puerto Rico who believe that Puerto Rico should be the 51st state. There are some people who believe that it should be its own independent country. There are some people who like it being a protectorate of the United States that are okay with the status quo. But players who have to make that choice of do I represent the United States or do I represent another country that I might be connected to? You could be a player that was born and raised here, but your family is Panamanian or your your family is Mexican. I think Alex Rodriguez went through some of this. Like, does he play with the United States or does he play with the Dominicans? And for Stroman and him talking about it, when he decided to play for Team USA, there were a lot of people that not only gave him grief, but more significantly gave his mom grief because she's Puerto Rican. And there were people who didn't like the fact that he was turning, I'm using air quotes if you can't see me, turning his back on playing for Puerto Rico. And that's not cool. Like, that, that most people don't want their family involved in, in anything, uh, anything that they do um, when it comes to some of this stuff. Most people don't want that. I said 2019, I'm in 2017. Right, because it was supposed to be 2021, but obviously we were in in the middle of a pandemic. But I understand, I I I understand why he would be like, "Look, I don't, I'm not sure I want to do this. I'm not sure that I want to play for Team Puerto Rico 
because of the way that my family was treated. And he said that he, when he discussed it, he said that he went and talked to his family about this because it was really important to him to make them a part of the decision-making process. And I think that that's cool. I, I've always been a fan of Marcus Stroman. I, I like kind of what he's about overall. But I can imagine that, that this, wasn't, this wasn't easy. Here's what he told the Tribune about this. He said, quote, my mom is my heart. She's my blood. So to have the opportunity to play for both is pretty special to me. My family's excited. We're all excited. It's just another opportunity to continue to add to the resume. I'm someone who goes with my gut and my intuition, and it feels just right. It's awesome that I'm able to play for both. I'm truly representative of both cultures, close quote. There also could be a much bigger discussion here about mixed children in general. Usually that, that mix, and I'm again using air quotes because you can't see me, the one that we focus on is black and white. And how do people, how do they drift and into both worlds how do they do they feel like they're part of one world more than another do they feel like they're not part of either world because they're both if you've been watching the documentary the captain this has been something that our buddy shakia taylor has done an excellent job of of chronicling in Derek jeter's journey and hearing Derek talk about this stuff for the first time was enlightening because he didn't he didn't talk about it a ton when he was playing. But I, I thought that some of the attributions that were made to him because, like, the, there, I forgot who it was, but it was such a moronic statement. Like, the idea that Derek Jeter was colorless. Like, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. That he was colorless and that he, he didn't need to talk about these things. So I'm glad that, like, inside that documentary, it's something that's being explored. And with Marcus Stroman, like, it's part of who you are. You're an American, and Puerto Ricans are Americans. But there is something to the island culture, and if you've ever been to Puerto Rico, man, I highly recommend it. It is one of my favorite trips that I've gone on over the last five years. And baseball in Puerto Rico is taken very seriously. And those of us that I, I grew up playing catcher, like the La Tierra de los Receptadores, if you go to Hiram Bithorn Stadium, Hiram Bithorn played for both the Cubs and the White Sox. He has a stadium dedicated to him in Puerto Rico. And you'll see, like, all of the incredible Puerto Rican catchers that have, have graced this game forever and and it's so fun to to like go through and look at all of these guys that have played pudge and the molinas all of them jorge posada like you start looking at, at all of these catchers and it's it's an amazing and fairly unique thing that they have and you look at the, the great great catchers in Puerto Rican history Javi Lopez you know Benito Santiago 
And they're all there. There are murals of all of those guys like on the walls of Hiram Bithorn Stadium. But you don't want to, even as, as an American, you don't want to turn your back on something that's cool. And island flavor is a little bit different. And when you've got family that is very in touch with who they are, like I understand why people that were friends to the Strowmans and to Marcus's mother would want him to play for Puerto Rico. What I don't understand is people being mad at him or his mom because he ended up playing for Team USA. But I'm glad that he gets the opportunity to do both. Like, what a, what a great way to square the circle on who you are as a person to say, yes, I'm this. I can, I can marry the two sides of my family by going and, and pitching in the World Baseball Classic and then having, instead of having USA across my chest, having Puerto Rico across my chest. By the way, a funny joke because people know that I'm, like a crazy comic book dude, and Captain America is my dude, dude. Have you ever looked at Captain America's uniform? Like, I want you to go look, like, as you're listening to this, I want you to look at it right now. What flag does that look like? Because guess what? It doesn't look like the American flag. It looks like Puerto Rico's flag. And people in Puerto Rico will call him Captain Puerto Rico. And I think that Steve Rogers would actually be okay with that. I think he'd be totally fine with repping the PR. As Marcus Stroman is. What I find interesting, and again, a bigger discussion for another time and another pod. Over the last, I would say the last 10 years, it's been more vogue for black people to try and live their truth by finding more of our history. And it's a little bit different if you can trace your roots back to a certain thing. Like one of my best friends, like her family's from Ghana. She can trace her family back generations in Ghana. With black people in America... Almost every story ends the same way. It ends with, oh, your people were enslaved people. And usually because of the institution of slavery and the slave trade itself, the way that it robbed people of their history and their culture, everyone is blended into just being black and not being Ghanaian or Nigerian or Angolan. You know what I'm saying? Like We don't have that. In America, it's cool when most people can be like, hey, I am, I am Italian on my mom's side and I'm Irish on my dad's side and we're from County Cork and all this stuff. Like I, I, If you go back and listen to the previous episode, I was talking about Kyle Higgins, who I do work with on his comic book radiant black is crazy because his cousin is kevin egan from wwe who i did an episode of the podcast with a few months ago which you should definitely go back and listen to but 
those guys can both trace their ancestry back. And Kevin's like literally from Ireland, but can trace it back. A lot of black people, that their journey to their history as a family ends in the deep south of America. And then trying to figure out whether you're happy or you resent that is one of the struggles that black people deal with all the time. It's a little bit different for the slave trade in the Caribbean and enslaved people in the Caribbean. I think that that black Americans are creating a history as we go along. But the black experience is different in Haiti. Haiti is, man, I should do a whole episode on Haiti. The black experience is different in Haiti. And honestly, even though it's the same island, the black experience in Haiti is different than the black experience in the Dominican Republic. The black experience in Puerto Rico. When I talk about Roberto Clemente being unapologetically black and unapologetically Puerto Rican, it's significant. Like... (laughs) That's what we're talking about, like that there is a a history that can be that that isn't always shared. Like as black Americans, we don't always get an opportunity to share in some of that stuff because the history doesn't go back far enough. And where it goes back to is really horrible. And there's a lot of trauma that goes with that. I I know that I'm globalizing this a little bit and I don't mean to because because I do just want to talk about like how spectacular this is for Marcus Stroman and that I, I really respect him doing this. Another quote that he gave to the Tribune was, I always feel like my flavor, my swagger has always leaned towards that Puerto Rican side on how they play on the field. I've always identified with Francisco Lindor and Javier Baez and Carlos Correa. I love these guys. I've loved playing with them. I love how they play. I love how passionate they are. It felt right. Close quote. Dan and I were talking about this on the show, how whenever All-Star Weekend comes around and the Home Run Derby comes around, I always feel inadequate as an American because <laughs> I feel like the Americans aren't having as much fun. Dan kind of distilled it down to other countries do baseball better. And maybe that they aren't better players necessarily, but the experience seems so much better. At the beginning of the pandemic, or I guess midway through the first year of the pandemic, when the KBO came back, and you're watching the KBO, and you're watching what's happening in Japan, like, it's a different vibe. I have a colleague at DePaul that's from the Dominican, and she's like, your next baseball trip has to be to the Dominican Republic. You need to see what baseball is like in the Dominican Republic. Ozzy tells me stories about Venezuela and what it's like there. So I totally get what Stroman is saying. And I think that he's one of the best ambassadors for let's have fun in the game. And I'm glad that he's he now will have the experience to compare and contrast. Not that he didn't already, because, I mean, he saw the other games, the other teams, and he played against them in 2017, and he obviously plays against them in Major League Baseball. But now he'll get the experience of being on Team Puerto Rico 
And what what's that like? So I just think it's dope, and I just wanted to talk about that. So you should read Maddie Lee's piece that she did. You should check out Megan Montemurro's piece that she did on Marcus Stroman. And uh, I'll be rooting for him. I mean, I'll be rooting for Team USA too. But that's Team Puerto Rico is like my second team. As an American, I'm like, oh, those are our homies in Puerto Rico. So I'll be rooting for Team USA, and I'll be rooting for Marcus Stroman, and I'll be rooting for Team Puerto Rico. And you should, too. Actually, no, don't just take my word for it and root for Team Puerto Rico. I would say, if you're listening to this in the United States, and the United States is your default team, and that's totally okay, they're mine, too. They should be your number one. And then you should look around and be like, whose swag do I like? Whose swag do I identify with? My man Cody Decker plays for Team Israel, and he said that he had a wonderful time playing for Team Israel. Maybe that's your squad. Maybe the Great Britain squad is your squad. Maybe it is Team Puerto Rico, but you should definitely take a sample and then be like, I need to buy some of that gear. And I wasn't playing. Go look at Captain America's uniform. Not Sam Cap, Steve Rogers Cap. And tell me that he's not he's not Captain Puerto Rico. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Thanks to Aurelio's Pizza. It's the sauce. Go get you some pizza at Aurelio's. I will talk to you next time. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.